deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD! (laughs) What's going on, Stranger Danger? Wow. Can you hear the rust? The dust that we're knocking off the mics, it, it's been a few. It's been a few months, I think, maybe. Yeah, it's got to be close to two months. I was just trying to remember if we did anything post-draft, and I don't think we did. I don't think we recorded post-draft. Um, if you go back and listen to our pre-draft uh, episode, you'll you'll find out that I, I picked everyone in the first round correct. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I was going to say, I picked no one correctly. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it's it's not been an uneventful couple of months since we've been gone. I mean, maybe from a football standpoint, there hasn't been a whole heck of a lot. But we're getting to that time of the year where teams are wrapping up their mini camps, and uh, we're about uh, we're about four weeks away, I think, from the first. Um, preseason training camps coming around so uh, there certainly is some news that we can talk about but before we get to the football let's talk about the biggest news um and we're gonna i gotta tell you i i got i i'm guessing you're probably not drinking but but i went ahead and poured myself a beer and and i'm gonna do an official shot on air here because we got a little bit of an announcement I, I think we want to make. <laughs> and our man, JD, here is a new papa. How's that going yeah. for you? Second time around, buddy. It's uh, it's going all right. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's not as bad as what everybody tells you. But uh, there are definitely some times, as we were talking before we started recording, uh, last night was one of those nights where sleep was just not happening. But other than that, man, you gotta love it. Well, let me gotta love it. Let me throw back a little bit of this watershed bourbon here in honor of you. my newest nephew, K Mac. That's right. If uh, for those of you that follow at all on the uh, social media, my JD West twenty two at Twitter and Instagram, you would have seen uh, a picture of my little K Mac. Uh, posted up on a Khalil Mack jersey. Uh, he has not called K-Mac after Khalil Mack. However, it just worked out beautifully. Yeah, I, you know, Uncle Justin here may have had a little bit to do with that nickname. but <laughs> Uncle Justin had everything to do with that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just fits uh, so nicely, and we're, we're happy to have the big guy with us. I'm, I'm sure he'll be cracking some heads in no time. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a mover and a fighter. 
I, I joked that my first son was going to be my my place kicker in the NFL, and I'm thinking uh, this one just might be my long snapper. So I just got them going together here. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, in addition to the the bourbon, I, I cracked a beer here. Uh, I found uh, this uh, brewer that I really am. Uh, I'm in love with. It's it's Hop Butcher. And, and the beer that I'm drinking now is called The Jewels. It's a double IPA. And Hop Butcher is just putting out some slamming beers. Everything that I've had from them is is fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, they don't distribute super close to me, so i, I got to drive a little bit to get it. But <laughs> but I've been doing it when I have the opportunity. So Where are they, uh, where are they out of? Hot Butcher's out of Chicago. Um, Very nice. They just they don't distribute here in Northwest Indiana, so I gotta I gotta usually with traffic and stuff it, it ends up being over an hour round trip for me to to go pick up some of that beer, but it's it's definitely worth it when I get the opportunity. Oh, excellent, buddy. Good for you, and I uh, I appreciate that that shot that you did. I have yet to. Uh, hit the celebratory bourbon as I would like, but uh, sleeplessness and, and bourbon don't do well for for being a father of the year candidate. <laughs> yeah, in due time, all in due time. Yeah, yeah. But by the next time we record, I should be back with you. I hear you. Well, before we get into some of the uh, league-wide news, uh, we'll go with a little Bears kicker update. <laughs> they're, they're, through uh, mini camps now, they've cut it down. They had five on the roster. They've cut it down to two. I'm ready to place some money that neither of these two guys that are currently on the roster will be their kicker come opening day. I would tend to agree with that statement that <laughs> they're gonna, uh, you know, get somebody that doesn't make final cuts on an, on another team and go that route. Or somebody else is gonna, there'll be a, a trade or, or something, something going on. But I, I just don't think any of these guys are living up to the coach's standards, and the team has set some high expectations. They're they're getting uh, they're getting glowing praise from just about everyone except for John Fox. <laughs> William. He, he, he might be bitter. I don't know. Uh, I will tell you who the kicker will not be, and it will not be Robbie Gold. It looks like he's selling his house, so I think he's given up on the whole Chicago option. Yeah, I, I was not really expecting. I don't think they could afford him anyway. Uh, they don't have that much room in the cap, but uh, we'll see. I, I think they'll end up with somebody who – ends up being a top 10 kicker in in the league fantasy wise uh, now is that is that just because the bears are going to score that many points is that what you're predicting uh, well i mean yeah that's probably the case but he's okay. not gonna he's not gonna be missing eight field goals like that yahoo they had last year i don't want to speak his name <laughs> so the double doink anyway 
But uh, I, I'm sure people are gonna are tired of the Bears kicker news. I, I just had to bring it up because isn't that a? I mean, it, it's a good and bad that if we're at the point where the only news coming out of Bears camp is kicker news, that should be pretty good. Uh, well, as long as it doesn't keep them from winning playoff games, yeah. then well, yeah, you know uh, where I stand on this that we it should have never been on the kicker's <laughs> foot. So. Oh, we we don't need to open up that wound again. Yeah, we don't. So let's go ahead and move in. And what 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 have you seen uh, going on in the league right now that's maybe fantasy relevant? We're we're still a bit of ways, but we're gonna go ahead and see see what kind of news we can banner about here as we try to get ourselves kicked back into the gear and, and, and doing our research for our season long stuff and really getting ready for the first week of uh, DFS coming up. This is the time of the year where, where you can review your process, uh, go over some analytics and try to take advantage of the first couple of weeks of the season when, when those, uh, newbies are are trying their hand at dfs and you can maybe take a little advantage of, of a of a stronger process yeah so uh, as you mentioned you know with the a new baby in the house i have not been uh dedicating as much time to <laughs> the research as, as i would like uh, so i grabbed a couple stories throughout the last couple of weeks that uh were interesting to me. And I'll start with this one because I made a strong call for this guy in our pre-draft show. And he fell and he fell and he fell. And I'm talking about DK Metcalf, who ended up in Seattle, which I actually think is a really good spot for him. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. But the, the news piece that I'm referring to uh, was written by John Boyle with Seahawks.com. And he was uh, making note of what Russell Wilson thought about DK Uh, and Russell Wilson loves this guy. So to me, when your quarterback is just absolutely raving about a player and how special he is, uh, you know, he talks about how, not just how strong he is, uh, you know, with his ability to run and jump and catch, he said, but uh, he was raving about his intelligence level and how he understands the game and how quickly he processes information, which as a rookie, you know, it could be the most important thing. So if he's processing, he's learning and your QB is already, you know, raving about you. If that, if he can carry that momentum forward, this guy has the potential to be a, uh, a weak winner. Uh, obviously they're a run first offense and I don't suspect that's going to change in any way, shape or form, nor should it. Uh, but with Russell Wilson as your QB, if he trusts you, and he can give you those jump balls, uh, you know, off the play action and that sort of thing. That he could really, you know, do some damage from week to week. Who? Well, first of all, I, I got a couple of little takes on on this guy. Yeah, please do. Com- combine. He 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 won the combine. He's a, he's a workout hero. Uh, you know, his pictures out there looking like he's uh, in line for a Mister Universe contest. He he. This guy is a beast. Uh, but there's a reason he was falling because uh, people were not sold on him. Uh, this time of year, I sure as hell hope that your quarterback is raving about his receivers, trying to build some chemistry. 
And plus, who else does Russ Wilson have to throw to? <laughs> Doug Baldwin's gone. There, you know, there. He didn't have anybody to throw to last year, so I, I don't know. I, I think, as far as, uh, you know, he's he's gonna get chances to catch the ball because there's not a lot else there other than Tyler Lockett. So, uh, I would expect that he gets opportunities. I'm just not sold that, you know, as a first year receiver that he's gonna do a whole lot. And that's great. Like I said, uh, one, you just you you made my point a little bit for me, and that he doesn't really have a whole lot else to contend with. the The spot's pretty much his as long as he can pick up the playbook and you know not totally screw things up. So he's already got himself in a, a starting position. That's that's what you want right away. So his, you know his numbers are going to be there. Um, the question and the ding on him were his injuries and his route running. So if, if they can make things a little bit easier for him and say, hey, you only have to run this limited tree right now, then, like I said, it's going to be a week-to-week guy. He's not going to be a, uh, you know, your DeAndre, your DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones or Devontae Adams that, yep, he's in my lineup. So, like I said, fantasy relevant in the fact that uh, he doesn't have anybody else in front of him, really. So the, the targets are immediately there, and if your QB is not only praising your physical ability, but has been impressed with how quickly you're picking up the offense, that's good news. So I, I, I hear you. Um, it, it just remains to be seen. And, and you know, from a week to week standpoint, he, he's not a guy that I'm going to trust early on in the season from a DraftKings standpoint, maybe a flyer here or there and a GPP, but until I see some real, production and chemistry on the field um he's he's a pass for me like he would have been in the draft but uh it's all right who what else you got here news wise well just because you said it i'm gonna make sure i put metcalf in a week one gpp low stakes just just to see if he hits no (laughs) please please put him in our league (laughs) uh that doesn't count as a gpp (laughs) So we're going to stick on that side of the country. We're going to stick at that position. A uh, little news story for Mike Williams. Uh, said that he is uh, preparing to take on an expanded role this year, uh, which, you know, you hear every year out of every receiver, hey, I want, you know, I'm going to do more, I'm going to do more, I'm going to do more. Uh, but he brought I, up the fact I was going to say, I think we heard this about him last year, and it didn't really pan out all that. I would argue that point if you want to go back and look at his stats between last year and the year before that. But anyway, um, he he mentions with uh, Tyrell Williams, you know, leaving, obviously going to Oakland, and, you know, good luck to him there, um, <laughs> that uh, it should open up a number of targets. Because, uh, again, for a receiving core, uh, what do you've got? You've got Mike Williams. You've got, um, oh, good Lord, my... I just totally blanked on his name. Keenan Allen. Thank you very much. I, I knew it was a K and an A. This is what happens when you don't get any sleep. Uh, so you got Keenan Allen, and then you're you're going to have Hunter Henry back, and you know obviously you've got Melvin Gordon. But you know what else is there from the receiving standpoint? So it, those numbers have Travis to go Benjamin? somewhere. Travis Benjamin. They've got 
Yeah, I stand by what I said. <laughs> so those numbers have to go somewhere. Uh, and he, this guy is one of those uh, workout room guys. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I'll admit I'm a little biased because he's a dynasty pick for one of my leagues that I've been uh, just waiting and watching. So this guy is a guy that we've seen have some flashes. You know, he's got he's got the size and and he can win some balls down the field and everything. And and with Keenan Allen being that under guy uh, on the team, he, he's definitely going to have some uh, big play potential. Uh, so, and what's not to love about uh, the Chargers' offense? I mean, I think Philip Rivers has another head to feed, if I'm not, or at least another head on the way. So. You know, he he's on to his second partridge bus by now. I think with the, to to get all of his kids to the games, so he he's got to put some points on the board to keep those checks coming in. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> gonna have to do something. That's for <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, no, I, I like the Chargers. Um, I don't I don't hate Mike Williams. Definitely like to see him. Uh, put it all together in a, in a full season. And with, with, with the gazelle gone, I think that that takes one more uh, mouth to feed uh, out of the way there. And so he, he very well could be a sleeper candidate to break out a little bit. I mean, he put up 664 yards and 10 touchdowns last year. Can, you know, contending with Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, we'll we'll see if he can. It, I wouldn't expect any more touchdowns than that, but it'd be no. nice to see him get over a thousand yards. I, I would suspect he had he had sixty six targets, uh, forty three receptions. I would not be surprised at all if uh, he can hit that like sixty to seventy reception mark. Yeah, which especially I mean when we're talking uh, DraftKings, you get that PPR. That's a huge huge bump right there. So, yeah. I mean two to three catches a game extra. It's two to three points that can make a big difference. True that. True that. Um, that being said, uh, moving on to another position here. Todd Gurley, the news uh, still still not sounding all that great, huh? Yeah. So it looks like his uh, trainer, uh, and I could be making this, saying this name incorrectly, uh, Travell Gaines. Uh, came out and and this is what he said and this is the interesting part of this uh, nothing has changed or sorry I don't want to misquote not one thing has changed now <clears throat> so that what that means is that uh, you know Todd Gurley had the issues with his knee uh, coming out of college and every, everybody knew that you know he had procedures and whatnot and what happens when you have these surgeries is that you can get that uh, like arthritic buildup in it. <clears throat> so you end up with arthritis and in, in whatever that joint is. So uh, the speculation is, has been that he he's dealing with arthritis and the confirmation is all this really is. It said, yeah, look, nothing's changed since when he came out of college, he's fighting the arthritis now, but, but something did change. <clears throat> it was, it was obvious on the field. Well, um, and the, this is why this is a, this is why I consider this news is because now you know somebody's coming out and saying you know n- nothing changed in the fact that he's had this the whole time 
The problem is, is that it took its toll throughout the season because he was doing such a heavy workload. My takeaway from this, like, okay, yeah, he, he's dropped some pounds. He trimmed some body fat, uh, which is always good because it's less weight on the knees. But they they drafted another running back, if I'm not mistaken. So you already had uh, Malcolm Brown there to back him up, and they, and they drafted somebody else. Um, can't think of his name. They draft Snell. Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Okay, that, that's so, the guy I was I was hoping for for the Bears until they snuck in and got Montgomery. But uh, I I like Daryl Henderson a lot. So and, and it, I expect that you know he's Daryl Henderson's not every every down back, but I expect this to be a, a shared backfield now. Yeah, and I I don't think it's going to be shared in the sense of like everybody's looking at like um <clears throat> you know you think of Shanahanigans where. Or even the Patriots, where you have to pick every week which running back it's going to be. I think you're still going to see that it's mostly Gurley, maybe even closer to like a um, like a Saints Saints backfield type situation from the last two years, where you've got that split between uh, Ingram and Kamara. I I'm expecting a little bit more towards that range than the Shanahan against. But that that to me is what makes this news is that it you know. His trainer's coming out and basically saying, yes, he is still fighting this this arthritis. He's going to be fighting this arthritis. And the Rams have addressed the running back position now two years. So expect to see his workload go down. Uh, his production's going to go down a little bit. He's still going to be a top five back. Well, I, and see, that's where I disagree. Uh, by the way, that sound you heard, JD's laundry is done. Um. Yeah, that's what when your newborn pees all over your comforter right before bed. That's what happens. Nice. Anyway, um, I, that's where I do disagree. I don't think this. I don't think Todd Gurley is a, a top five back because uh, if if you look at the piece they had with Daryl Henderson, he's like your third down back type guy. Todd Gurley, I think, becomes maybe maybe like ten, ten to twelve. Uh, running back I, I, because that knee is a problem and you saw in the playoffs they they're not afraid to be take him off the field and so I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe it's a two series for Gurley one for Brown from like first and second down and, and Daryl Henderson more of your receiving back so I, I I'm skeptical if 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 uh, if I'm a Gurley Owner, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not buying him high in drafts this year. Interesting. Well, I kind of want to draft with you right now. Um, I I here's the thing. Know, with, here's the he's, thing. With he's Gurley. a guy I put out there in an auction draft and try to get people to spend their money on because I don't think it's a good buy. Oh yeah, he's a guy you put out very early, but I think maybe we'll address that in a whole nother. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a draft strategy thing that we need to have a have a conversation well, we'll, on. We'll we'll definitely get that get to that kind of show come August when we're prepping for our leagues and everything. But, I mean, uh, it, look, Todd Gurley in fourteen games last year had twelve hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns rushing. He had another five hundred eighty yards and four touchdowns receiving. I mean, the guy was just being used and used and used and used and used. I'd like to look at the graph, though, as where it was from the beginning of the season down towards the end of the season because it was definitely a diminishing 
uh, return. Yeah. Well, so, I, I will be pulling that up now uh, just so we can, uh, you know. Okay. Well, while you're pulling that up, talk, let's talk go ahead that. and move on to the next guy that we had on the list here, and that's uh, James Conner. Yeah. Um, so, again, fantasy relevance because we're talking about workload. So the Steelers, you know, obviously they had Le'Veon Bell and – uh, that was it. They said, look, he's our running back. Nobody else really needed to get on the field. And then uh, he whined and cried and didn't come to play last year. So uh, James Conner got to play. And he played on more than – or he had more than 62% of the team's carries and uh, 64% of the targets for running backs last year. He himself expects those numbers to go down. Okay, so this is not coming from coaches or anything like that. This is this is James Conner says, look, that's probably not going to happen again this season because they have uh, Jalen Samuels, and they also drafted a rookie running back that uh, he suspects with the talent in the running back room that they're going to spread things out a little bit more. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that the coaches are going to do it, but if you're starting running back as kind of expecting that, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what you see is that more of a committee thing because they also have to fill the other gap of Antonio Brown not being there. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, let's let's uh, let's say what what I think here. Players play, coaches coach, coaches put the plays on the field to, to get people the ball. It's it's all well and good, and it's what are we? It's June here, so. Who the heck knows what's going to go on? I'm going to expect that the Steelers' offense ran better with James Conner last year on the field than it did previously with Le'Veon Bell. They're going to keep James Conner on the field. I mean, yes, it's good to know they've got options uh, in case he gets banged up a little bit or needs needs a breather. We saw Jalen Samuels uh, have some success last year as well when, when Conner was a little banged up. But the Steelers were a better team with with Connor on the field. I, I'm not really seeing this one as too much of a timeshare. Yeah, it is June, so I, let's keep all of that in perspective when we're when we're talking about this. Uh, the email that I sent you earlier when it said news did it not have quotes around <laughs> news? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. so. Obviously, you can take as much of this with a grain of salt as possible because until you see it on tape, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. The reason this was standing out to me is, uh, generally speaking, you have those players, like we mentioned earlier, that are saying, look, I expect an expanded role. I expect to do more. I expect to do more. Well, in this scenario, you have your starting running back coming out and saying the exact opposite. So that kind of jumped out a little bit to me because – it's you know it's the enigma in in the group of saying yeah I'm probably not going to do as much or I'm not going to be asked to do as much, whereas everybody else is saying no I'm doing more I'm doing more I'm doing more. So again, what the coaches do at that, who knows? The only thing that's for sure is that this team is going to look different next year uh, because they lost. You know the guys at Diva, whatever. I don't blame them at all for letting him go, but. Uh, without Antonio Brown, there things are going to look different. 
for sure. Um, and, and it's just funny that the, the Raiders and John Gruden went and got Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams when all John Gruden ever wants to do is run the damn ball anyway. So uh, should be interesting. And uh, the Raiders are on hard knocks this year, so I can't wait to see that. That yeah, there out. there will there will be some uh, some definite hard knocks talk on some upcoming episodes for sure. For sure, and and I think that uh, w- what you'll hear from us here going forward is uh, probably every couple of weeks or so we'll we'll pop in with an episode until we get to early August when we'll start back with our weekly recordings and, and we'll do some, some draft talk and, and some deeper dive analysis position by position as we get ready to, uh, for the NFL season. It's, uh, we don't want to wish the summer away. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, we have weather like it is today. It feels like November already and, and ready to, ready to start thinking about football and excited for the upcoming season. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. When football gets here, I'll be ready. For sure. For sure. With that being said, JD, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the social media outlets? Uh, you know, the drill hit me up in those usual spots uh, at JD West 22. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is the best place to find me. Uh, go check out that picture of my kid and his uh, Khalil Mack jersey. And, uh, you know, hit us up if you've got any news, things that you want us to talk about or you find interesting. Uh, doesn't have to wait for next episode. Just let us know. Absolutely. And I can be found on Twitter at Justin M. West. Instagram, JMW1977. Uh, I, uh, I vow, vow to be more active as as we started getting into the football season but always look to interact and i'm always on those outlets checking for news and blurbs and whatnot you can find the show on twitter facebook and instagram at another bad call and you can email us another bad call at gmail.com looking forward to getting back into this for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.